Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia, eating, self and body issues. I am so delighted to say hello to you this evening in Sydney time. You know, I've been offline for a really long time. I haven't been recording podcasts because I have been flat out with the 4x4 Freedom Express and just loving doing the work involved with that. And I really do apologize that I have not been able to get back into the podcasting seat before now. But I just want to say it is so lovely to see so many of you listening to the podcast and obviously you are downloading some of the older episodes. And I want to in particular say hello to Japan, to the listeners in Japan. You know, I don't get to hear from you individually, but I can see who is listening in terms of month to month, I get a bit of a readout. And, you know, I've been noticing um, that there's just been more and more listeners coming from Japan and China and Germany and the United States and Australia are usually in the mix. But I just want to particularly say hello to Japan and, and the reason, and also to the Chinese, and of course to the Germans, all of you, but I am particularly thinking of the Japanese at the moment, just because your numbers are really quite substantial in terms of the downloads of the podcast, and I am honoured, and I am humbled, and I am intrigued. I would love to know what it is that you are responding to in the podcast. I would love your questions. Um, I wish I understood more about your culture. I obviously understand something, but um, I was at a meeting on the weekend, a counselling association meeting, which is just something I have to do as part of my professional development. And I have a colleague and she's a Japanese lady who is also a counsellor. And she said something on the weekend that made me realise, wow, I really want to understand more about the culture in which my Japanese listeners are sitting. Because, you know, and it's true for all of you, whether you are from Japan or Germany, the United States, uh, Europe, uh, China, you know, we sit in families and families sit in communities and communities sit in societies, and societies sit in cultures, and all of those bigger and bigger spheres of influence uh, influence the way we see and think about ourselves, the way we value ourselves, what we understand to be our right to take up space, to have wants and needs, and to express our wants and needs. There are so many things that shape our sense of self. And I understand what it is to grow up as a young woman in Australian culture. And you know, within Australian culture, that's not homogenous. There are different ways that people see and do and understand life within Australia. And I know that's going to be the same for my listeners in Japan and the United States and in Germany and in Europe, all over the place. But I am very aware that I probably understand much less of your culture in Japan and China than I do perhaps in some of the more Western cultures that I have been more exposed to. So I was listening to my uh, Japanese colleague on the weekend and she was just describing, we were talking about group dynamics and group therapy and just the dynamics of running a group workshop and how people interact and what is okay and what is culturally accepted in terms of expressing oneself. And it made me just really want to understand a bit more about 
you, my Japanese listeners, but of course all of you. Um, I don't mean to um, discriminate here at all, but I am really wanting just to say hello to all of you, and in particular to say to the Japanese listeners, I'm actually in a position where I can ask my Japanese colleague to get online with me, and we can talk about eating disorders, self and body issues together, and she can talk from a perspective that I don't have because she is Japanese born and raised. And I would love to ask you, if you would send me your questions, if you would let me know what your concerns are. Obviously, you are listening, and I'm so grateful that you are doing that. But obviously, you must have concerns, uh, questions, interest in the area. So if you would like to get in touch with me and just give me some of those questions or feedback, I would be so interested to hear from you. My name, you can get me, michelle at michellesparks.com. That's my email address. And uh, I would also love you to subscribe, rate and review the podcast just so I can hear how you're finding it, what you're learning, what you're understanding and what your questions are. So can I say something that I really hold true for all of us is that regardless of our experience, I believe there is a truth and a reality about our creation that we are created with worth and value, whatever your experience has been, whatever the culture in which you sit and do life, I know that it will shape your sense of self. I know that it will give you rules and ideas about what is okay and what is not okay, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And often, especially as we're growing up, those things that help us to feel acceptable and okay become incredibly important because we are shoring up security and support around our young lives. So we learn to be and do life in a certain way in order to feel safe and secure in our world. This is just the stuff of our humanity and it is common across the cultural landscape. However, there will be messages in our different cultures that sit more strongly in some cultures than others. You know, um, honouring one, one's elders is such a beautiful aspect of culture. And there will be aspects of all of our cultures that are really helpful. And there may be aspects of our cultures that are less helpful. In the culture that I'm raised in, Australian culture, I would say there has been quite a patriarchal culture and, you know, a, a devaluing in some ways of the woman's role in the culture. And I accept that. That's the culture in which I sit. It has shaped me. It has shaped my ideas. But you know what? Beyond my culture and beyond my experience, I have discovered, I believe, this is, this is where I come from. It is a faith space. I've spoken about it before. But I have discovered, I believe there is a reality that sits beyond our cultural matrix and beyond the experience that we've had in our families and communities growing up. And that is, regardless of your experience, you have worth and value. You are more than okay. You are precious and you are chosen and you are loved and you are wanted and you are worthwhile and you deserve to be listened to and you deserve to look after your body and yourself. 
not to starve your body, not to binge, purge, punish, perfect your body. You do not have to be perfect to earn the right to take up space. These are truths that I have discovered that sit outside our experience and may be contrary to our experience, but they are truths that can set you free to rest inside your skin, to be at peace in your soul, to be comfortable, to take up space, to be who you are, and of course, you will be appropriate in your cultural um, context. I mean, that is wisdom. It is wisdom to understand uh, what is appropriate and to know when to buck the system and when to go with it. You know, there are times, there are certain fights that are not worth fighting. You've got to pick your battles. But I want to say to you, and I'm talking to my Japanese friends at the moment, but all of you who are sitting outside the cultural matrix that I understand from my growing up years, I just want to say to you that whatever your experience has been, the truth is you have great worth. You have great value. You deserve to take up space. You deserve to exist. You don't have to be perfect. You are wanted. You are chosen. You are precious. And you are loved. And if that is not your experience, if that does not match your experience, can I encourage you that there is a reality that sits even outside our experience. And it is for me found in a relationship with the one that created us. And you know, that's not head knowledge for me. It's not a mental gymnastics. It's not an exercise I play in my mind. It is actually a relationship that is as real for me as, you know, the relationship I have, say, with my mum or with a good friend. It's actually a real relationship. You cannot, I cannot see God the way I can see my mum or I can see my friend, but I do have a real substantial, tangible dialogue and sense of God and that has been something that has been growing since my late 20s, well actually my mid-20s and it was a very important part of my recovery and I know I haven't got right into that story but you can certainly read about it in Illuminating Anorexia, the book. But, um, you know, I had some really unhelpful ideas about God and faith and religion. I had some really unhelpful ideas growing up that did not help me in my adolescence and that I would say contributed to the development of my anorexia and the maintenance of my eating disorder. But what I discovered at 24 was a whole different way of viewing God and it was it was very personal it was very relationship oriented and it was about grace and goodness and love and life and light and things that really sit outside what a lot of us may understand in our religious or spiritual practices. There are religious and spiritual practices, I think, that really marry in quite well with the diet solution to the pain of life. You know, when we start to use food and weight control, to make ourselves feel better, more acceptable, more secure, more in control, we, you know, we, we move into a path that becomes very rigid, black and white, you're, you're on the diet or off the diet, you're good or bad, you, you're failing or succeeding, you're disciplined or you're completely undisciplined. You know, we, we get into this very polarized way of thinking. 
And it can be very much like that with some religious or spiritual practices. And I was like that in the early in the years that led into my anorexia. I was very fearful and very superstitious about God. And my religious faith was very superstitious. I felt like I had to do the right thing in order to be secure, in order to have good things happen or stay, um, good things to stay in my world. I felt like if I did the wrong thing, bad things would happen. And um, that was a really, that got worse in the anorexia. It got, it got revved up by the diet, food and weight control solution. But what I discovered at 24 was something very different. And it was a relationship with, the God who I understand created all of us, loves all of us, desires relationship with all of us, doesn't sit in a particular, you know, four-walled four structure, is the God that created the universe. And, you know, right now, in the Western world, definitely, and I'm not sure if it's, you know, how far afield this movie has got, there's a great movie that I would really encourage you, if you get a chance, to see it. It's called The Shack. And there's a book of the same name, which I read many years ago and really enjoyed because it presents a view of God that so breaks the religious stereotypes and presents what I understand God to be like. And that is loving and relational and so good, so good, so full of love, so full of life, so full of light. And, you know, when you start to see God that way, you are drawn to relationship and in that relationship you start to get reflected back to you the truth of your creation that you really have worth and value despite or in spite of your experience you are loved you are valued you are chosen you are accepted you do not have to be perfect to earn the right to take up space you cannot be perfect that is a lie that will drive you and you know it if you're in the eating sort of space. It's a lie that will drive you into a very unhealthy, unsustainable place. But who you are by design, by creation, is beautiful, is wonderful, deserves to take up space, has great worth and value. I want to come back and, you know, pick up where I left off previously and speak more about my recovery journey. And uh, this element of the spirit, the spiritual dimension does come into it. Feel free to ask me questions. Uh, love your feedback. You know, you do. You obviously, I don't expect you necessarily to agree with me, or I'm very happy for you to have a different view. I, I really want to generate dialogue and open up respectful, helpful conversations to help you move towards greater health and greater freedom. And um, so particularly for those many Japanese listeners, thank you so much for listening. I'd love to know your questions, your concerns. I'd love you to rate and review the show, subscribe so that other people can find it. And um, wherever you sit, in whatever cultural landscape you sit, there is a truth, I believe, that surpasses any cultural um, framework. And that is regardless of your experience, regardless of the traditions or rules of our cultures and even our families and communities that say this is okay, this is not, in terms of in terms of our acceptance, in terms of what makes us acceptable as a human being, of, of having worth and value, of having a right to take up space. Outside our experience, I believe, exists a truth that is an immutable truth, and that is 
that we are created with worth and value. So from my heart to yours, travel well. Until next time, this is Michelle Sparks. Travel well. Travel well.